0: hey everybody i'm jack midkiff and i want to welcome you to my podcast today we're going to talk about money (laughs) money 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 it makes people happy it makes people sad it'll it'll uh, do good things it'll do bad things money is a tool and uh We're going to get into that in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you how happy I am that you clicked on this podcast. I want to invite you to invite your friends. Tell your friends about it. Share it on socials, whatever it is that you do to get the word out. I would appreciate it. I've been told by a few people that they are blessed by these. So if you're blessed, help other people be blessed. Before we get started, I want to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. Bless this time we have together and bless those that are uh, watching this and listening to this. And I just hope that we grow together in knowledge and be better people because of today. In Jesus' name, amen. So money, Ecclesiastes 10, 19 says, um, the officials make a feast for enjoyment instead of repairing what is broken and serve wine to make life merry. And money is the answer to everything. What? Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes 10, 9, 10, You can look it up for yourself. King James, I believe, says it like this. Money answereth all things. So what I take that as is... Money is that thing that you can use to better yourself. Money is a way that a lot of people have uh, ended up in prison. Money is a way that the kingdom of God is furthered. It takes money to even do what we're doing right here. This microphone was not free. Uh, The Internet is not free. There's just so many things that we take for granted and we don't. We don't really think a lot about but money is so important. Now, the Bible also says that for the love of money is the root of all evil. What happens is a lot of people get upside down in their thinking and they put money as the most important thing because, you know, the Bible verifies that money answers everything. You can you can answer an ex-wife with money (laughs) you can answer your kids with money you can you can answer a lot of things bible says everything with money but how do we make money do what we want it to do how do we allow money to work for us instead of us working for the money well first of all in uh, philippians 419 we learn that god is our source for my god shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by christ jesus so money is a tool that god uses to help us further our life to do better things in our life to do better for people and to see his kingdom grow so when we understand that God is the source, then we don't chase money. We chase God because it says in another place, uh, Matthew six thirty three: seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. In the book of Psalms, I'd have to look it up, but you can Google it as easy as I can. It says, delight yourself in him, and he will give you the desire of your heart. That could be enough money to buy a house that could be um a spouse that could be a child it could be a lot of things but money answers everything so we need money in this earth i heard a comedian say the other day and it, and it's one of those things that kind of makes you go hmm that humans are the, <laughs> are the only species on earth that has to pay to live here if you think about it we got people paying thousands of dollars for a dog a dog they're paying thousands of dollars for dogs and the smaller they are the more cantankerous they are the more expensive they are i want to talk about money from a, a, a personal standpoint i grew up um i think what the correct terminology is i'm a gen x and i think i looked it up uh that's from sometime in the 60s to about 1980 or 80 something i think so you know i'm in a generation where my great grandfather was born in the 1800s and i knew him and now i'm dealing with um not only millennials but then there's a new name for the ones being born now i can't keep up with all that but um the bottom line is from from where i am sitting and and what my life experiences are is i've seen a lot of different ideologies with money funny story but a very true story my grandfather worked in the coal mines his his whole life and and he was a good, good man. He he never learned to read or write, and he relied on my father. He was my father's dad, so I'm talking about, of course. And after he had retired, he I don't really know what it was for, but he got a check in the mail one day, and he called from a dad to come up there, and he said, "What's this for?" And they called, and they didn't really know. So Daddy said uh, to his daddy, he said, "Let's put it in the bank." And at this point, he had never, and this was probably late 70s, early 80s when this happened. He had never used a bank before, had plenty of money, done whatever he wanted to, worked hard, coal mines paid good back then. And uh, he, he said, let's put that money in the bank and um, then we'll just see what's going on with it. Well, he did. He talked him into it, took him over and put it in the bank. About a month later, he got a call and he said jack come up here they've sent me a bill from that bank and um daddy went up there because it was a fairly substantial amount of money the way i remember the story going he went over there he went up to papa's house and uh, papa was just mad boy he was mad he's mad at daddy and he's mad at the bank he got a bill for his money being in there and daddy looked at and he said, "Daddy." He said, this ain't a bill. He said, this is interest. He said, they're paying you. (laughs) So in that generation, I remember uh, we had this little blonde desk that sat in one of our rooms in our house. And I remember opening up that desk when I was a kid and stacks and stacks of um, receipts where my mom and dad would pay their bills with money orders. They didn't use checks. And then, of course, came the, the, the wave of checks. And now, you know, not only do people not use checks, they don't even use cash. We use cards or our telephones. We'll just swipe our phone over a device, and it just takes money. So the usage of, of money has changed so much but the the root of what it does what it is what it has the capabilities and possibilities of doing it's still the same let's talk about tithing for just a second i was raised to believe in tithing i've believed in tithing my whole adult life and uh, when my father, I don't want to get my story too out of whack here, but my father passed away when I was 17. My mother and daddy uh, had had a savings account, but they never taught me, no offense to them, but I was never taught how to use a, a, a checkbook, never, never told how to write a check other than I had a typing class, I remember, in vocational school and high school. And I remember she taught us one day how to write a check, but, you know, I'd never done that well when my dad passed away my mom moved back to west virginia i was in tennessee pretty much by myself and i was working and to be honest with you i i wasn't saving and i I was making pretty good money but i spending as much as i was making just about and let me help you with something you can do that no matter how much money you have no I don't care how rich you are, you can spend it, <laughs> you just um, have different levels of getting rid of it, but when I met LaDonna, and we were both 20, uh, we didn't have any money, but she knew, uh, she had a, a bank account, she had a checking account, she understood that side of it, and I've always had good common sense, thank God, and so we just started working, and We didn't have any money um there's a little story that my sister-in-law has laughed at a few times because i've told it so much but you know when it's your story you don't you don't feel bad about telling it i remember there's a hardy's that is shut down here in our town right now but i remember going to that Hardee's when we were first married it got down to some days uh, because i there was a time i i was looking for work and i didn't have work and all this and there was days that we'd go to that Hardee's and buy a hamburger, <laughs> split it, and drink water. And that was it for the day. And, and that, do I wish that on my children? No. Have I tried to make my children go through that? No. Do I want to give my children everything that I can? Yes. But what that did, though, it taught me the value of a dollar. When I got a, a dollar, I knew that it was important no matter um how many of them or how few of them i get to this day i understand that they're to be appreciated and so in every season of your life and it doesn't just apply with money but every season of your life you can learn things if you pay attention and seek god because i believe what god has done has helped me have a perspective with money to know that it's just a tool, it's nothing to chase after, but it's to be respected and used in the proper ways. We always tithed, and we always were generous. Tithing is, uh, as a matter of fact, I looked up the definition, Webster's Dictionary says this about tithing, it's one-tenth of annual produce or earnings formally taken as a, tax for the support of the church and clergy well in the book of malachi the third chapter goes eight nine ten you can keep reading there but it says will a man rob god well you've robbed me in tithing offering in other words you should bring your tithe to the to the storehouse which is the church there's a lot of controversy about that today and if you don't believe in tithing i'm not trying to um, convert you I would encourage you. I do believe in tithing. I believe that it's a supernatural thing. I don't believe that you're cursed because Malachi was written in the Old Testament. But as Jesus died on the cross, he did away with all the curses of sin and death, but he didn't do away with any of the blessing. So the blessing that he pronounced through tithing is still there. So if you walk in that principle, I believe that as it says right there in that scripture, that the, the windows of heaven will be opened over your head. And personally, I truly believe that's how supernaturally in uh, about 30 years, uh, we came from having nothing to being blessed with, you know, houses and uh cars you know there was a moment i i I was sharing with somebody not too long ago i was so embarrassed as because i was raised by parents that worked hard and had they were you know very um uh, humble and we didn't have extravagance but quite frankly they didn't want extravagance they just focused on the important things in life but we didn't struggle, or at least I don't remember it. I was blessed as a kid, but I was in a place as a young man that I was struggling just because of some circumstances that happened and and all that kind of stuff. And so I, uh, as as we getting back into the story of and Donna, as we found ourselves in a place of um being without it taught us how to now appreciate how what we've got and and the story i was telling is is you know i was brought up to have cars and all that and we always had cars i had a a brand new car when i was 16 but then i find myself at at 21 22 whatever i was when jackie was born i didn't even have a car that he could drive home in the from the hospital in and I was so embarrassed but one thing that I wasn't ever afraid of doing was working and we worked many jobs but I don't I don't attribute where we're at today from where we were then by just working hard because quite frankly I've never had jobs that that just paid an immense amount of money. Or I've never had a rich uncle pass away and leave me a a large sum of money. You know, never hit the lottery (laughs) or anything like that. But I am blessed today. And the reason is because we were tithers and we were givers. There's a difference in tithing and giving. You can tithe your income and then you can give up above that. And we've always done both. Funny story, not haha funny, but we were at church one time and Jackie Lee was the only child we had at the moment. We, uh, I just felt led to give this specific person, God told me, I felt like, he's never spoke to me audibly, but I felt it in here, to give this person every bit of money I had. And I think it was, I don't know, 50, 60 bucks, something like that. I, I don't remember the number wasn't a lot of money, but it was a lot to us because all we had. At the same time, LaDonna leaned over and said, hey, I feel like we need to give that person, you know, and she called their name, some money. And I said, I just feel the same thing. And I said, God actually told me to give him everything I had in my pocket. She said, well, do it. So we did. Before we walked out of that church, somebody, people, had come up to us we hadn't said anything about need money. hadn't said anything about being broke or anything like that. But people come up to us, and we had like two or three times the amount of money that we had when we walked in. Why? Because Jesus said in the book of Luke, Give, and it shall be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Now, that doesn't mean that you're frivolous with your money. As a matter of fact, we've always been very frugal with our money and, and buying just exactly what we believed we need we never have lived extravagant so we we've never been wasteful but then we turn around and give everything that we had in our pocket away that day what's the difference it's where you're giving it and why you're giving it if i go to the mall and just because i've got 75 in my pocket i buy you know a shirt or i got a couple hundred bucks in my pocket so i buy a nice pair of shoes is there anything wrong with that? No. But with your money, you got to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Wise is the wisdom is the ability to know the difference. The difference in a moment, the difference in a countenance, the difference in a time. So, I might give everything I got in my pocket and then I go to the store and go, I ain't paying $10 for that. Well, what's the difference? It's why you're doing it and the purpose behind it should always be god-driven so when i say give and it shall be given back to you that doesn't mean give frivolously that doesn't mean just give it away just to be given it away that means to me and the way that i've always lived is be very observant to the lord be very observant to what he says to do with your finances be ready to plant a seed because when you plant, the Word says that everything is seed time and harvest. So when you plant, you're going to get back. And that's what we've done. And quite frankly, um, by doing that, I've seen God multiply. Our church, we started our church in a basement. And as this recording is, is being put down uh, this week we're celebrating our 24th church anniversary we're getting ready to start our 25th year our silver year (laughs) as a church we're getting ready to go into that 25th year and when we started we started with nothing really we nobody said hey here's a bunch of money go start a church we started in a basement we were in a basement for uh, in two separate bay we started in a basement, then we moved to another basement of another person's house and we were there for over a year. We bought a piece of property, we built a building. we were there for about six or seven years and then we moved to another piece of property. We were there for 15 years and now a year or so ago we moved to this location. But when we moved to this location, um, when, we, when when we moved from, The first building to the second building, it was a a, a big leap of faith. I just knew that God was telling us to do that. I still know that God told us to do that. But it was a huge financial undertaking. But when you do what God says do, when it doesn't really make sense, then he will bless you in a way that really don't make sense. Because when we did that, and, and, and then... A few years after being at the other location, we had a a financial situation come up, and we had to be very wise. I took a a big cut in pay for a while, lived off my savings for a while. Was that God's plan for me? I don't believe it was, but, but it was just something that happened, so we had to make wise choices and good decisions. Well, we did that. Well, today, as I sit here recording this, and our church is getting ready to turn 24 years old, our church is, and we've got a beautiful, beautiful church in Maryville, Tennessee, and it's completely paid for. No debt on this building whatsoever. How did that happen? During that financial crisis, we'll call it, We made good choices, but we never stopped giving. We made choices to not buy certain things, but we never stopped sowing into homeless ministries. We never stopped blessing ministries or blessing people that we felt people would call and they'd need light money or, or whatever. We made the decision as God led us not based on oh my god we don't have any money um we did it as the lord led us first of all god knows what your financial status is he's not going to tell you to do something that you don't have the ability to do sometimes we have to use faith in a big way to believe that we can do that but he's never going to call you to do something financially that you don't have the ability to do so we just went forward kept doing And right in the middle of a pandemic, I bought a house, uh, my second house. And the church did a land swap, paid off almost a million dollars of debt. And you say, well, how can you brag about that? I can brag on God. That's how I can brag on that. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that we could do that on our own. But we've always paid attention to the Word. We've always been a Word church. We're a Word of faith church. And you do what you feel in your heart through that close relationship with Jesus, with your money, what you feel He would be most pleased with. When you do that... He's going to bring exponential blessings into your life that you can't even fathom with your human mind. That's what He's done for me. That's what He'll do for you. Be a tither. Be a giver. Be generous. Don't be silly with your money. If you've got extra money and God's not giving you the okay, don't buy a lot of extra stuff. But in the same respect, he may tell you to give somebody the same amount you were going to spend on something for yourself that you didn't feel peaceful with, but you feel peaceful with the giving. And what he's he's doing is he's working off your obedience and being able to get more. I heard this said, it was preached in our church one time, and I believe this. He will get to you. God will get to you what he can get through you. What can he trust you with? You know, Ecclesiastes ten nineteen says money answers all things. What are you answering in your life? What, what are you doing with your money? Um, somebody said this. You can look in your check checkbook register or however you keep record of what you spend and you'll find out what's important to you it's kind of true someone would think that i love walmart's all i can say (laughs) but what that represents is more important and quite frankly i give more to my church and to my children than i do anybody else why is that because i love god and i love my family now, I don't know what you got written down in your registry, but maybe it might be a good thing to go look. If you don't keep it, if you don't keep it handwritten somewhere or typed out somewhere, get a bank account statement and uh, have them send it to you. Look it up online. Most people bank online today anyway. Look it up. Kind of go through there and see where you spend most of your money. Might be an eye-opening thing to you i'm just here to tell you today that money is a good thing money can be a bad thing money can be a tool of manipulation or it can be a tool of freedom it's not about the money it's about what you do with it so i'm so thankful that you joined me today i'm so thankful that uh you're choosing to do right things with your finances And I believe with all my heart that God will bless you and just bring you into a new season. He has me, and uh, financially speaking. And I know that He doesn't love me more than He loves you or vice versa because I'm not done. No way. I want to make more money. (laughs) I want to be blessed even more. But I can honestly tell you, The main reason is because I know that if I'm blessed, I can be a blessing. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we've had together with with, um, this subject of finances and money. I ask you that we would always follow your lead in all that we do in all the areas of our life, especially our money. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I'm Jack Midkiff. Thanks for being a part of this podcast. Share it with all your friends. I'll see you next time.